0: As a small business owner, it's critical that you're involved in the financial management of your food truck. So today we're going to talk about 12 tips for bookkeeping or accounting that will help keep the process simple and help you to understand how the accounting information can increase the success of your business. Okay, so let's just jump straight into those 12 tips. Tip number one is keep business and personal finances separate. You've probably heard this before when we talked about people that want to create an LLC. The easiest way to pierce that veil of protection that an LLC offers is by the owner not keeping the finances separate. They commingle their personal money with the business money. In accounting, there is an absolute golden rule, which is you don't mix the business transactions with the personal transactions. That makes it impossible to tell the difference between where you as a person ends and where you as a business begins. And if a judge can't see that clear, finite difference, he'll just lump everything together and when you get sued, or if you get sued, will put your business at risk as well as your home and your cars and all your personal belongings. So keep your business and your personal finances 100% separated got to pay yourself a salary. That's the first way to show that, that you are keeping those expenses separated from the personal expenses to the business expenses. So you pay yourself a salary. If you've been set up as a C-Corp or an S-Corp, then you're automatically on some type of payroll system, just like any other employee. But even as an sole proprietor, it's suggested that you create yourself some type of a salary. Now, it's not called a salary. It's called an owner's draw, and it doesn't have the payroll taxes and that kind of thing taken out of it. However, it still needs Needs to be a check that is written from the food truck business to you as a person and it should be done on a regular basis. It shouldn't be when you've got the money because you should be making it the money to create and then pay your payroll. So just pick a day of the month. It can be the 1st and the 15th. It could be every other Friday. It could be every Friday. Whatever it is, your business needs to write a check to you, the person, and that becomes your salary, your owner's draw, whatever you want to call it. But you need to have that showing on your accounting system as a regular expense to pay for what you do in your business. Tip number three, you want to reimburse yourself for business expenses. So if you're out shopping at Walmart and you realize that, oh man, I need to pick up some of this stuff for my food truck, that's okay. It's not a problem. Number one, you want to make sure it's on its own receipt. It's a separate receipt. You don't want to have it commingled in with all the groceries you're buying for the family. So it should be on its own receipt. And then your business should then in turn write you a check to reimburse you for that expense. So if you go to Walmart and spend 50 bucks for the food truck, the food truck then in turn reimburses you $50 on a check to cover that expense, and then you give the business the receipt that you have from Walmart. Number four, track and reimburse business mileage. Now this is going to be a little bit of a trick when you think about if you go shopping again. Let's say you go to Walmart and you're buying stuff for the food truck and you just took your personal vehicle out. You should be reimbursed per mile that you drive that personal vehicle, not the gasoline per mile. What this will do for you is it'll put you on a little bit bigger of an expense coming out of your business, which helps to reduce the revenue, which helps to reduce the taxes that would be On the business, if you're a corporation, and that if you are a sole proprietor, then it would reduce your exposure to taxes as well. So, how it works right now, the IRS will pay 58 and a half cents per mile traveled in a personal vehicle that's doing business related travel. So, if you have a truck that gets a whopping 12 miles to the gallon, you would end up making about seven dollars, a little bit over seven dollars, using that 58 and a half cents per mile expense. So you just gather up all your mileage at the end of the month, turn it into your business as an expense, and then they would cut a check for whatever the mileage works out to be at 58 and a half cents a mile. How that benefits you is if you were just to say, well I'm just going to let the business reimburse me for gasoline. So every month You give two or three gasoline receipts, it's not going to add up as much. So if you think about that 12 mile per gallon example I just gave, every gallon of gas you go 12 miles. You'll make $7 if you use the 58.5 cents. But if you're only being reimbursed for the gasoline, you would only make whatever gasoline costs in your area. Right now in my area, it's about near $3 a gallon. So there's a $4 difference per 12 miles traveled in my personal vehicle. So understand how the mileage works and then claim it like an expense report every other business does. So the business is paying you back for using your vehicle. And there's all kind of software and apps that you can do you can get rather that can help you to track this automatically. It just uses a GPS in your phone. So all you gotta do is track the mileage and then show proof that it's business related activities that you're doing. You want to keep all your receipts, like I talked about when you go to Walmart. You want to have that separate receipt for anything you're buying for the food truck or food trailer. Keep it separate. And anything else that you spend for the food truck or food trailer, don't just throw it on your credit card and ask, yeah, they'll pay me back. It doesn't work that way. Accountants will, will take you at your word. If you tell them, yeah, I spent $10,000 at Walmart this year to buy food for the food truck, they'll take it at your word but the IRS will not. The IRS will want to see receipts to prove that, so keep your receipts. You can use a scanner to scan them. You can put them in an envelope, segregate them by the week, then segregate all the envelopes for a month, put them in a bigger envelope. You can do it however you want, but the key thing is you have got to keep your receipts. Tip number six, invoice within 48 hours. So if you're doing a lot of catering to where you're actually sending out invoices, You want to do it within 48 hours. and That way the person can pay you as quickly as possible. You don't want to sit on any kind of invoices. And I recommend send it immediately. As in as soon as they contact you to set up a a catering, you tell them that I need whatever your deposit is going to be and I'm going to invoice you today and you have so many days to pay the invoice. Otherwise, I will put that particular day back on my schedule for somebody else to set up a catering. So you want to keep those invoices getting out there, get them out there quickly. Talking about caterings tip number seven If you get that 50% deposit and then you tell them the other 50% is due at a certain time, then you want to send out the reminder to let them know that, hey, you need to go ahead and pay the other 50%. And you don't feel bad about sending out those reminders. You're not badgering people. You're just reminding them. Everybody needs those reminders. Because if you don't send it out and they don't pay you, it's as much your fault as it is theirs. But if you send out the reminder and they choose to ignore it, then you have a reason not to go through with the catering. But send out those reminder payments and send it out a couple. couple of days before your agreed upon due date. Think about outsourcing payroll. This is tip number eight. Payroll is very simple when it's just you or you and one employee. But as you grow and need other employees, it's much easier to do payroll if somebody else is doing it for you. For example, about 45% of all small businesses outsource their payroll. It's just much easier. There are a lot of companies that will do payroll for you, like ADP is one, for example. Square also has an add-on that you can use. They're not too expensive, and it just saves you a whole bunch of headache, because there is a ridiculous amount of paperwork that is due at the end of the year, especially at tax time. So let somebody else do it for you if you can afford it. Tip number nine, hire a pro to set up your accounting software. I recommend that you understand how your business software works, but you may need a pro to help you set it up. It's not complicated, but to help you stay organized, it's a good idea to have somebody help you to set that up, a bookkeeper or an accountant. The better the software is set up and tailored to a food truck, the easier it will be on you in the future. For example, some things that you're going to need that you don't ever think about is you'll need a chart of accounts. You know, where does food go? That's easy, it's food. But you could even break it down into the type of food. We may segregate out produce. We may segregate out bread and proteins. Uh, You could even separate out the proteins into seafood or beef or lamb or whatever it is you're using. So you need to have that chart of accounts that shows you what food should go where is what all the other expenses obviously you don't want gasoline to be lumped in with propane so each of those needs to have its own account with again the chart identifying what goes where and it could even go into services too you may have different services that you pay for you may have an, a, an attorney on retainer that you're paying out every month or some of the subscriptions that you would use for your POS system all of those things need to be listed on a chart of accounts Tip number 10, assign bookkeeping tasks. There's a whole bunch of bookkeeping tasks that obviously you'll want to do yourself, but there are some you could eventually delegate to somebody else. For example, who's responsible for issuing those catering invoices we talked about? Who's responsible for recording when we do receive a catering payment? Who's taking the cash to the bank? Who is reconciling the bank deposit slips? Who is recording when we get a supply invoice? Who is paying that supply invoice? Who's recording the credit card charges? And then who's reconciling the bank statements to the credit card statements? Who's running payroll? Who's paying the sales taxes? Who's paying the payroll taxes? Who is taking the inventory? Then who is comparing the actual inventory to the theoretical inventory food cost? Who's doing those things? Who's closing the book so that we have actually ended the month instead of it just continually being different lines being added to it? who's producing the monthly financial statements, all of those things that are different tasks that you need to figure out who's responsible for doing them and when they're responsible for doing them. A lot of those tasks, they're very integral parts of your business and some of them are hard to outsource. For instance, you can't have somebody else do your catering invoices for you. You're probably going to have to do that. You probably don't want somebody else paying your bills because that means they have access to your bank account. But then there's other tasks that definitely you can delegate and make sense to have somebody else do them for you. Tip number 11 is analyze your accounting reports. Don't rely on your bookkeeper to tell you what's going on in your business. Their job is just to input data and they put it into the software. The software spits out those reports. You're the one has got to look at them to see do these reports make sense for my business and am I doing as good or as bad as I thought I was doing? Now, at first, it's going to be a whole bunch of pieces of paper that you won't be able to read very easily. you got to make yourself read them. you got to make yourself understand them and then ask questions of your accountant or your bookkeeper so you understand what's going on with your business. If you don't do those things, you will always wonder, am I making as much money as I possibly could for the effort I'm putting into this business? One of the reports you're going to need will be the cash flow statement. And that just shows the revenue or the cash that's coming into your business. And then it explains where the heck it's all going. And then hopefully it's showing you what's left over. If nothing is left over, guess what happens? You end up putting personal money into the business to keep the business afloat. And that is known as negative cash flow. And it's a bad thing. It is super important that you know how those statements, the cash flow statement and all the other statements you get, how they're generated. And you got to review them every single time they're generated. Tip number 12, prepare a budget, and that budget needs to be done at least monthly. The first step in preparing a good budget is to forecast your sales. And the only way you can forecast sales is to know what you've done last month and last year, and then what the trends show for the coming month. If you don't have any idea, then you'll have to give it your best educated guess until you wrap around one full year. So how this budgeting becomes super important to you is it helps you to know how much money are you're going to be spending on your variable expenses, such as your food cost, it helps you to control those variable expenses. So for example, if you project you're going to do $10,000 in sales and you want to run a 25% food cost and you know your recipes, if done properly, will yield a 25% food cost, the only way you can run a 25% food cost is to only order $2,500 of that $10,000 projected sales that you have. If you were to bring in more food than the $2,500, you can't run a 25% food cost if you used it all. So again, if you project $10,000 in sales and you want to do a 25% food cost, you only bring in $2,500 worth of food, less whatever's on hand. So if you have $500 in inventory sitting from last month to this month, that means coming up you should only order $2,000 in total for food. That gives you two thousand plus five hundred the twenty five hundred dollars that you need for food twenty five hundred dollars is twenty five percent of ten thousand that you projected in sales. If you run out of food, the twenty five hundred dollars does not yield ten thousand in sales. You have a cooking problem, you have a portioning problem, you have a waste problem or a theft problem, and that you can figure that out without having to take one inventory and count one piece of paper if you Run out of twenty five hundred dollars, and your sales to that point exceeds ten thousand dollars, then you're doing good because you should have ran out of food. You projected ten thousand, you bought enough food to cover ten thousand, and your sales exceed ten thousand. You should have run out of food. And then you've got to remember that there are some expenses that stay the same regardless of whether your sales goes, go really, really high or really, really low. And those are called fixed expenses like your commissary or your insurance or your cell phone payment or rent payment on a spot to set up. All of those are fixed and they are expected to be paid whether you do a million dollars a month in sales or you only do $10 a month in sales, those people will come with their hands out and they'll be sending you invoices going, hey, you owe us money, please pay up. So you have to project what the impact's going to be on those fixed costs. If your fixed costs, in my last example, actually add up to $10,000 and you only project $10,000 in sales, guess what happens at the end of the month? You will be negative cash flow. You will have to put personal money in to keep your business afloat because you'll have to buy food. So budgeting becomes super important because it helps you to know that oh my goodness sales are probably going to go down this month because of seasonality because of whatever you think is going to drive them downward and if your expenses are too high then you know that you need to get out and market and you need to get out and open more frequently or open longer hours or do something to help you make more money that's why you do a budget a budget is looking forward so hopefully you got a sense of bookkeeping is important and why it's important it's a necessary evil but i always look at bookkeeping as a report card of how I'm doing. And when I hit all my budgets and I had great food costs and great labor costs, I can be excited knowing that I'm going to have a whole bunch of money coming into the bank. But if you don't pay attention to your cash flow and the financial condition of your business, then you're going to end up like the Bureau of Labor statistic reports that shows that about 18% of brand new businesses fail after year one. And then the often repeated statistic we see 49% fail after five years. So the bottom line is small business owners cannot eliminate the headache of bookkeeping. It's just something that has to be done. You can outsource a whole bunch of it, but you're still responsible for the numbers. And you're still responsible to understand how those numbers impact your business. If you're not going to take responsibility for those numbers, save yourself the time and the headache and just don't get into business. So Just have yourself a great bookkeeper. Keep yourself organized. And then operate your food truck in a manner that helps you to make a whole bunch of money. And then those report cards, of those different reports you'll get from your accountant, they'll be all straight A's and you'll be happy because there's money in the bank. Thank you so much for listening to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.